What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalichi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are doing great. I hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day today. First of all, before we get into anything, before we start talking about anything, if you hear any noise in the background, that could be one of two things. It could be either one, my little brother who came by to see me during his spring break. He says hi. I don't know if y'all could hear that. The other could be he uh, brought his friend's dog with him. Her name is Coco. And so she's she's rummaging around and all that stuff. So she's a chill dog though. So she won't be you won't be hearing her too much, but you know, if she does move around, you will hear that in the background. So just wanted to give y'all a heads up. If you hear any of that noise in the background, I'm trying to get my little brother to get in on this podcast, but he's of the mindset that he is not going to be on this thing. But one day, one day, I'm going to get him on here. I'm going to get him on here. But anyway, I hope y'all are doing great. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are washing your hands. And in some cases, my brother says you should wear a mask, which I don't agree with. But he says wear a mask because of this whole coronavirus situation. But either way, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope you're taking all the necessary precautions. This is something that everybody should be taking seriously. Even though for most of anybody who's listening to this podcast, you're probably not one of the major people that's going to be affected by the coronavirus issue. But however, you can be a... What was the word you used earlier? You can be a vassal. I don't know if y'all could hear him. You could be a sympathetic carrier. In other, in other words, basically, you could end up being the thing that leads it to get into somebody else. So take it seriously. Make sure you're doing all that you can to make sure you're not in too many places with too many people. That you're taking all your precautions. You're washing your hands regularly. You're just... Just be careful when you're out in these streets, when you go shopping, when you go out to get some food, when, whatever you're doing. If you have to go to work, when you go to work, just just be very, very careful and be very, 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 very cautious in everything that you're doing right now because it is serious. It is a huge issue and I hope and I pray that nobody that's listening to this podcast gets into any kind of situation with this coronavirus. But anyway... That's just the start of the episode. I just want to get that out there. Again, I apologize for any noise that you may hear in the background. We got an excited dog and a little brother that's trying his best to be quiet. So even though he doesn't want to get on this podcast and I would like for him to get on this podcast. But one day it might happen. It just might happen. So anyway, what do I have for y'all today? As y'all know, Tuesdays are personal financial topics. Tuesdays are where... I scour the web or I find little tips and tricks of how we can make our personal finance a little bit better, how we can learn to make our money work for us rather than us working for our money. And so this time around, I landed on an article, an interesting article. I was actually watching a video and the video pointed me to an article that I found to be very interesting. It was an article on CNBC and the article was talking about how nearly one in three American workers run out of money before payday. And the catcher for me or the catcher in the title that grabbed my attention was that it said even those earning over a hundred thousand dollars. The article said that for about a third of Americans, 
This is a regular financial uh, stress with 32% running out of money before their next paycheck hits, according to a new survey fielded by the salary finance of over 2,700 US adults working at companies with over 500 employees. That's just, to me, it blew my mind when I read that article, just seeing the idea that basically, even though you may be making more money, it doesn't mean that you will still not be living paycheck to paycheck. I think it was Biggie who said it better when he said, more money, more problems. It doesn't matter how much money you're making, you still got more problems that add up from the money that you do make. And to me, when I was reading the article, when I was reading the article, it just really, really jumped out to me that more than anything else, the people that they were interviewing in the article, more than anything else, what I noticed was it wasn't about the money that we have. It's not about how much money we're making. I mean, definitely that helps. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to act like money doesn't help. Money definitely helps. Anybody that tells you that uh, people always say the statement, money doesn't buy you happiness. However, money makes life a whole lot easier to live. So the thing is, I'm not going to lie and say that if you don't make more money, if you don't earn more money, life is not going to be easier for you. It's definitely going to be easier. You'll be able to deal with a whole lot more challenges in life when you have more money. That's just facts. However, the thing that the, the, when I was listening to or reading about some of the people that they were interviewing, what I noticed in a lot of the interviews was more than anything else, a lot of the people that, whether it was people who had over $100,000, who were earning over $100,000, or people who were earning uh, $50,000, the difference or the things that kept both people in the same place of how they kept on living from paycheck to paycheck came down simply to a mentality issue. It came down simply to both parties had the same mentality issues. And it was interesting when they did a survey on another group of people who weren't living paycheck to paycheck, but weren't earning up to $100,000. Some of them were earning $60,000, some of them a little bit less, but they weren't leaving paycheck to paycheck. What came down to the difference was the mentality of the people that they were talking to. What came down and what the difference was, was simply the mentality of how each party handled money, how each party decided they wanted to handle their finances. So I'm just going to break down some of the things that I thought was interesting from the article that I also want to share with y'all. So one of the things that I saw or it talked about in the article was just how much financial planning Taking control of your financial situation as the dog starts to sneeze. As if you take control of your financial situation, some of the things that we've talked about on here, having an emergency fund, making a budget, ensuring that you're living below your means. If you get a raise, doesn't mean you raise your life as well. Making opportunities to find different ways to save costs. Some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast multiple times were some of the things that they were referencing was the things that ensured that you wouldn't go into a financial situation where you're stuck and you're always trying to find another way to make up for lost time or make up for lost money or make up for whatever it is that you're trying to always make up for. Because it seems, I don't know if it's just me, but it always seems like we're trying to make up for something. We're trying to make up for something that we've already used up because we're not paying attention 
to the things in our lives and we're not paying attention to our money we're not paying attention to our financial situations we're just kind of living any which way and then when situations land in our lives because this is life life will happen situations will come about life all of a sudden just everything shatters it just falls apart and we can't do anything about it i think it's it's just interesting to me the idea that we sometimes think that if we just earn more money if i can just make a little bit more money if i can just work harder if i can just do like if i if i can just get to that job if i can just get that promotion if i can just do this do that i will definitely be able to make more money or i'll definitely won't be in the same situation living paycheck to paycheck but as my pastor once says is you can take a man out of poverty but you can't take a poverty out of the man's mindset comes down to our mentality how are we leaving how are we deciding we want to live how are we facing our circumstances how are we making sure that we're doing the best that we can possibly do with the situations that we are given i, I just want to point out something that i, I want to point out something interesting and it's something biblical the bible says in luke 16 10 he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much this is something that we all need to learn the little we have today the little bit that we have in our hands today is what will propel us to the greatness of tomorrow just thinking that because I'm gonna earn fifty thousand dollars more that's not gonna change anything what usually ends up happening is when we make more money, we spend more. It's not the reverse case of like, oh, I'm making more money, so I'll be able to cover the costs. No, when we make more money, we spend more money. I just, I'm, and I'm not saying this as like something that's like, oh, I'm just talking about other people that I've heard about. I'm talking about this from personal experience. I'm talking about this from what I did. I shared a story about how I put myself in debt over what was it over close to twenty thousand dollars in debt why how did i put myself in that situation of out of college no debt and then start working all of a sudden i'm in debt because of my mentality because of the stupid decisions that i made so when i say these things i'm not just talking to y'all i'm also talking to myself reminding myself that it's all about my decision making it's not about always blaming other things. One of the things the article pointed to was it said, oh, the uh, cost of living has increased, cost of healthcare, schools have increased, all this kind of things have increased, like the cost of being alive has increased. And yes, I agree with that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that schools are more expensive. I'm not going to say that healthcare isn't more expensive. That's definitely a fact. But it's a fact that all of us know. It's a fact that we all know life is expensive. It's a fact that we all know food sometimes is more expensive. We know these things. This isn't something that's hidden. We know it. We see it every single day. But the fact is we wait too much, too much time we spend waiting for somebody else to fix the situation. And the fact is if we keep waiting, it will never be fixed. We will always be in the same situation that we've always been in until we decide to take control over our financial lives, until we decide to take advantage of the things that are around us, 
to put the thing in your own hands, to stop leaving things up to other people to decide your fate. Have your faith in your your fate in your own hands. Take control. Stop allowing your money to just decide for you what it wants to do. Decide for your money what you want it to do. The conclusion that the article came to was like, oh, the cost of living and everything is too expensive. But the conclusion I came out of reading that article is our mentality is just wrong. Our mentality in this day and age, if you take out the loans, we talked about this when we talked about the the amount of loan, the amount of debt that the United States is in, consumer debt that the United States is in. If we take out the amount that that student loans was in that debt, it was one it was two point five trillion dollars in consumer debt. Take out one point five trillion of just student loans, take that out, you still have one trillion dollars of consumer loans. In that you have multiple mortgages, you had credit card debt, you have what's the other thing that everybody likes to spend? Leasing vehicles, you have all these other things in there. That nobody wants to talk about, about how did that get to that point? Nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to focus on the student loan crisis, which it is a crisis. I'm not even going to deny that. That's definitely a crisis. However, what about your other segments of your life? We love to talk about the ones that we believe people can fix for us, but we never look at the other parts of it. We never look at, okay, what am I doing with my credit cards? What am I doing? Am I loaning on my leasing cars all the time? What am I doing with all the money that I do have? At the end of the day, student loans is an investment that you're making in yourself. Now, should it be that expensive? No, I don't think it should be that expensive. However, it is an investment you're making in yourself with the expectation that when you come out of school, you'll be able to pay that off. Unfortunately, in this day and age, one of the problems that's coming about is the fact that people are getting degrees and things that are not panning out or not paying off. That's an unfortunate reality. But the thing is, student loans are supposed to be an investment. You invest, you pay to go to school so that when you come out, you're on a better edge wage-wise. You're on a better edge making more money. So you have to take control. You have to take control. So anyway, I'm starting to ramble, but this is the Rambling Mind podcast. It's for me to ramble thoughts, for me to get emotional because this is one of the topics i don't know if y'all know it's one of the, i'm very passionate about this i'm very very passionate about especially people in my age group millennials gen, gen z i'm very passionate about us not us succeeding and us being able to build wealth i'm tired of hearing stories of people who are stuck in wherever it is that they are and are not able to take the next step in their lives because they're stuck in the same situation they've been since college I'm tired of that. I want to hear more stories about people building wealth, not just for themselves, but for those around them. Because the number one reason to me that anybody should be rich is so you're not a burden to your family, number one, but also you're helping those around you as well. That you're able to be the way for people to be able to find a way out. You're able to help people. That's the number one reason that I want every single person that's listening to my voice right now to build wealth. Not just for yourselves, but for those around you. To create something amazing. To create such a dynamic that you keep giving. And because you keep giving, you keep receiving. And you keep growing from that. And so it's just, I am passionate about getting people active. Getting you charged up to want to take your life into your own hands. Anyway, 
One of the things the article talked about was the level of anxiety that we currently have in our society today and the level of physical breakdown that people under the age of 40 are experiencing today because of their mental state. Because in case anybody didn't realize, your mental and physical are very much connected. And when those things start to break down, you, you break down, essentially. Once your men mental goes away because you're anxious about how am I going to be able to make it to the end of the week? I need to buy food. I need to survive. I need to buy gas. How am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? All of a sudden, we're looking at numbers today where it says that in this day and age, our life expectancy has dropped. Why? Why is that the case? One of the biggest reasons is money. Because we can't make it to the end of the week on a paycheck anymore. There's too many things drawing our attention. There's too many things taken from us. There's too many things that are distracting us from what we should be chasing after because we can't. Because we can't. But anyway, one of the, uh, the quotes that I got out of the podcast was how to take back control. It's <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Tom Butch, who is the managing director of the retail distribution of TD Ameritrade, said that Americans should develop a comprehensive financial plan, a.k.a. a budget, and build an emergency savings fund of three to six months of living expenses. We've talked about that multiple times, but I'll put a little nugget save a thousand dollars that covers most emergency funds don't touch it teach yourself how to save that would set the baseline and then pay off debt pay off your debt pay off your debt and then ha after you've paid off your debt have that three to six months saving saving emergency fund and then begin and then invest anyway i'm just saying we've talked about this multiple times on this podcast it, when i was reading this article i was just like mm-hmm that's what I've been saying. But maybe if you hear somebody from TD Americhe that is saying this one, maybe you'll find it here and start doing it. I read a, I read a, I was listening to a guy sing, uh, do a, a music thing. And he, he said, you can write a song, you can show it to a hundred thousand people. But at the end of the day, only three people will take the message within the song and actually implement it into their lives. No, it wasn't a song. It was... A, it was Gary V who was talking about it. Gary V. I don't know if y'all know who Gary V is. Gary Vanderchuk. He's one of the savants when it comes to entrepreneurship and all this stuff. But he said that he can give a talk. He can charge over a hundred thousand people up. By the end of the day, only about fifty people that hear his voice will actually implement any of that into their lives on a daily basis. And so the same way, I mean, if I ever manage to reach one, I thank God. If one person if one person gets this message, then I, to me, I've done what I can at the end of the day. All I can do is share these things with y'all and it's for y'all to, to automatically implement or not automatically, but to implement it. Anyway, the article goes on to says that setting up a regular automatic transfer from your checking account to a savings account will help you grow your emergency fund over time. If you're tight on money at the moment, start small with just $5 a day or $5 a week and consider a high yield savings account, which typically pays higher interest rate that compounds over time. So some examples of high yield savings accounts is Ally. Ally has a one point, I want to say 1.6 return on its account. I like the Ally money marketing account. It only gives me a 0.75 uh, return on it. 
uh, interest rate return on it however the main reason I have the money marketing account is because if I need money access easily I need it immediately because it is an emergency I don't carry the card for that one with me everywhere because I don't want to be swiping that thing and so that's what I use I use the ally money marketing account but for some other examples that you need for a high savings higher yield savings account or high interest rate savings account you can go on like nerd wallet they have all kinds of information to search and learn more about some accounts that are available to you I know Marcus is a good one Marcus by gold uh, Goldman Sachs that's a good one that's one that I've looked at in the past another one is tab bank tab bank has one of the highest rates of uh, uh, interest rates uh, another one would be a local if you go to your local credit union they usually have some pretty good accounts that you can use as well the, the point is no matter which one you select just go online search high interest rate savings account and get you one that you can start using today they can start saving with no matter how small the amount a lot of them have zero percent uh, zero dollars down to open the account so even like for example discover discover the credit card because I only know this because I used to use a discover credit card and then they opened the savings account and then I just jumped into the savings bank that they had opened. discover has also a pretty good interest rate on their account as well so the, 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 you have options is the fact is just for you to go to your computer it takes less than five minutes go to your computer sit down for a second fill out the documentation open the account up and set a reoccurring make it so that you don't even have to think about it because one of the things is we get in our way when we start to think when we start to think about oh my god this five dollars I can use it for this I can use it for that don't even set it up in a way that you don't even think about it if you can set up a direct deposit with your employer set up a direct deposit so you don't get in your own way for some reason we as human beings we love to get in our own way I mean look at our president President Trump look at him some of the things he was saying about this whole coronavirus situation literally get it in his own way of trying to solve the issue for some reason we love to get in our own way we just love to do it we inhibit ourselves and so remove yourself remove yourself as one of the inhibiting factors so that you can put yourself in a situation to grow and be better so that you can be better and lastly I just wanna I just wanna encourage everyone I know this is heavy whenever people start talking about money it's always like a heavy thing on our shoulders and we get worried and we get scared but I want to challenge everyone about this what do you think the top three professions for millionaires are for everyday millionaires now before we get into this I want to just ask remind everybody when we talk about millionaires we're talking about net worth remember we talked about what net worth is it's all your assets minus all your costs and that gives you your net worth in other words like we talked about just because Jeff Bezos is a billionaire doesn't mean he has a billion dollars in his bank account no is because he has a large uh, percentage of uh, Amazon shares and that causes him to be a billionaire Amazon is a trillion dollar companies when you own a large portion of that company you are a billionaire and so he doesn't just have a billion dollars in his account now he may have over I mean he definitely has more than millions of dollars in his bank account but he's a billionaire and it's the same way for you and I for us to be considered millionaires it's our net worth what is our total net worth in other words, if you have your, if you own your own home, in other words, you've paid off all the debt on the home, the mortgage, you don't own anything on it, plus your, if it's a 401k or whatever, 
your net worth is a million dollars, if you have a net worth of over a million dollars. And so there was a survey that was done on over 15,000 people. And the, the main thing was it was looking at what are the professions of everyday millionaires. And it was really cool, the outcome of it. So I want to ask you guys, who do you think or what do you think is everyday millionaires? What what profession or what career do you think everyday millionaires have? I'm going to give you all a second to think about it. The top three. Think about the top three professions. Okay, we're going to stop. I'm going to stop that. So the answer, the top three. And one of them might surprise you. One was engineers. One was engineers. I mean, I'm happy to hear that because I'm an engineer, so I'm excited to hear that. The second one was accountant. Because accountant, you know, they, they like their money. They know how to count that thing very well. But the third one might surprise all of us. When I told this to my brother, he was he was shook. He was like, what? That's impossible. Third one was teachers. And I'm not saying like college teachers, like professors. I'm talking about high school teachers, elementary school teachers. And as we know, teachers are highly, highly underpaid. Teachers are not paid to their worth because literally think about it. Teachers basically make everybody else become what they are. But they're very, very underpaid. And yet the third highest profession or career choice of people who are everyday millionaires are teachers. I say all this to charge you up to say every single one of us can do this. It is not rocket science. All it takes is you being an active participant in your financial life. All it takes is you sitting down, making a plan, knowing what your goal is for your life, and then implementing it every single day. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope you learned a thing or two, and I'm sorry if I offended anybody while going in on this tirade, but... As you all know, this is the Rambling Mind Podcast, and I just want to charge everybody up so you can be the greatest thing that you can possibly be. You can reach the destiny. You can reach the vision that God has given in your life, and money won't be the limiting factor of you to be able to reach that vision that God has placed in you to reach. But anyway, I'm going to hit you all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and keep washing your hands. Peace.